Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for September the 9th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. And today, the silence has been broken. The Xbox Series X is coming out on November the 10th for $499 alongside the Xbox Series S and pre-orders start on September the 22nd. This is a major day. This one will go down in history because this is a day we have been waiting for for a very, very long time. We are roughly two months away from the release of both of these consoles and on top of that, the PlayStation 5. So we finally know how much the big flagship console is going to cost from Microsoft. So what do we think about the $500 price point? incredibly affordable considering the technology that you get in the box. This is a console that has more power than the PlayStation 5 and has a very robust growing ecosystem. On top of that, there is so much value in Game Pass, which we will talk about more in a moment. But with $499 being the premium experience, it sets the Xbox Series S up for even more success because as we talked about on yesterday's episode of the Jam Pack Report, that is an incredibly good deal for a console that still has a considerable amount of power. Today, Microsoft also announced a lot of the specs behind the Xbox Series S, claiming that it is four times as powerful as an Xbox One. That is a lot of power baked into a console that is nearly half the price of the launch day Xbox One that came out back in 2013. The amount of power that the Xbox Series S has is on par, as far as a CPU goes, with the Xbox Series X. The main difference between these two machines is what they are capable of in terms of resolution. So ultimately, if you have a 4K display or a very high definition 4K television with HDR, then you'll probably want to go with the Xbox Series X. If you do have a 1080p television or you play on a 1440p monitor, you might want to go with the Xbox Series S because it is so incredibly affordable. Now, there are other factors here. If you play on physical discs or you have a collection of old Xbox and 360 games, then you might want to go with the X because of the drive itself. But if you do play digitally or you just play Game Pass, the Series S could be a good option for you. But ultimately, $500, I feel like, is a fantastic price for what you are getting. And on top of that, if you are a subscriber for Game Pass Ultimate, that subscription is getting even better. The announcement on the Xbox Wire website explained that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC members will get EA Play at no additional cost starting from this holiday. Game Pass Ultimate users will be able to access EA Play games on all Xbox consoles plus Windows 10 PCs, while Game Pass PC members naturally just get access to the PC version. Xbox also notes that some EA Play games will also be available for Game Pass Ultimate users to play on Android devices through xCloud. EA games supported by the streaming service have not yet been announced. An EA Play membership, previously known as EA Access and Origin Access on PC, unlocks full access to over 60 EA games, including FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, Need for Speed Heat, Battlefield 5, the Mass Effect games, and the Sims series. It also provides free trials of up to 10 hours for brand new games not currently part of the membership, including the upcoming FIFA 21, as well as some members-only challenges and rewards. 
The news comes at the same time as the full reveal of the new Xbox lineup, including prices and launch dates for both the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. This is the biggest news story of the day, believe it or not. The Xbox Series X price, we all kind of knew that it was probably going to be $500. That is a very reasonable price, as we just stated. Game Pass Ultimate for $15 a month? is giving you access to not only the entire catalog of Game Pass games themselves, but EA Play, which houses some of the biggest games in gaming. And of course, on top of that, as time goes on and more games come out, you will get day one access to so many incredible releases. So ultimately, for $15 a month, if you are not a picky gamer and you don't have favorites and you just want to play some hot new releases, you never have to buy a game again. This will be plenty to keep you busy and on top of that you get big first party games like Gears of War, Halo Infinite, and so many more. On top of that you get access to the biggest EA releases of the year. Specifically I'm looking forward to that next Battlefield. Uh, but I have never been more thankful to have an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription because it just keeps getting better. But on top of that, if you still need a new console and Game Pass Ultimate or Game Pass itself, I have good news for you. Xbox Series X and S are joining Xbox All Access and GameSpot has all that you need to know. Now for those that don't know, Xbox All Access was introduced years ago as a way for customers to buy an Xbox One without having to pay the full price up front. It allowed them to pay a monthly cost while also getting access to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold. With the impending release of the Xbox Series X and S on November the 10th, Microsoft has announced that Xbox All Access will be offered for both consoles at launch. The Series S is capable of 1440p at up to 120fps, direct X-ray tracing, and variable refresh rate among other things. It comes with a custom 512GB SSD, which you will need to store all of your games and content as it does not feature a disk drive. We'll talk about that cramped space more in a moment. Of course, the Xbox Series X is the more powerful of the two, boasting 12.16 teraflops, a 1TB SSD, and 16GB of GDDR6 SD RAM. The Series S will launch for $299, the Series X goes for $499, but what is Xbox All Access? You will pay a monthly cost over 24 months instead of the entire price up front. Both console plans will come with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes the Game Pass Library on both Xbox One and PC, xCloud Game Streaming, Xbox Live Gold, and an EA Play subscription. So how much does Xbox All Access cost? Xbox All Access costs $25 per month for 24 months for the Xbox Series S and $35 per month for 24 months for the Xbox Series X. Now it is worth noting that is 0% interest. Now I know that I sound like a car salesman here, but in layman's terms, this means you are literally paying face value for the service and the console itself. For the Series X, it comes out to $860 over the course of two years. That distributed is incredibly affordable. So when can you sign up? Microsoft has not revealed exactly when you can sign up for Xbox All Access, but considering pre-orders go live on September the 22nd, we would expect it to be available then. Now it is worth mentioning, if you are an All Access subscriber, you can upgrade to the Xbox Series X after you have reached 18 payments on your current contract for those that might still be in the running for that. 
So where can you buy it? Xbox All Access will be available in 12 countries this holiday, and more countries will follow next year. In the U.S., you can sign up for Xbox All Access at Best Buy, GameStop, Target, Walmart, and the Microsoft Store. And here is a full list of countries and participating retailers, including Australia at Telstra, Canada at EB Games, Denmark at El Giganten, Finland at Giganti, France at FNAC, New Zealand at Spark, Norway at El Ho, what? I don't know what that word is. Uh, Poland at Media Expert, South Korea at SK Telecom, Sweden at El Gangton, UK at Game and Smith's Toys, United States at Best Buy, GameStop, Target, Microsoft Store, and Walmart. I do apologize if I mispronounced any of those store names, which I inevitably did. This continues to get more and more wild. For $35 per month, less than the cost of a single game, less than the cost of a single game, you get access to the world's most powerful console, a library from Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and on top of that, they're baking EA Play in this holiday. I cannot understate how incredible that is. Now, for those that are on a tight budget, this is a fantastic deal. I think about parents that are buying something this holiday for their kids. To think about the affordability of $35 a month for the big boy console, the Xbox Series X, that blows my mind. For those that are looking for an even more budget-friendly option, the Xbox Series S for $25 per month. That's the cost of going out to eat at Olive Garden. The deal is phenomenal. I cannot explain this enough. Even me, somebody who is getting and building a strong gaming PC, I might get an Xbox Series X for my living room because it is $35 a month and it would give me a phenomenal experience when I'm gaming on my couch. The value is unprecedented. I cannot explain that enough. Microsoft has gotten a major win this week from the marketing team perspective, and on top of that, from the hardware and services they are providing. I have never seen anything that is as good of a deal as the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S, but overwhelmingly, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. That is mind-blowing. I cannot understate how incredible that is. Sony has a lot to live up to whenever they decide to finally release their price for the PlayStation 5, because right now, as far as services go, Microsoft is absolutely eating their lunch. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the Xbox Series S is limited by its space. 512 gigabytes is what you have to play with on their entry-level next-generation console, which does not leave a lot of room for games considering just how big some of these titles can be. But a $220 1TB S and X expansion card looks to be on the way thanks to a capture from a GameStop listing that was shared via Reddit. Uh, now, for $220, that's a lot of money. But at the same time, the technology that is packed into these expansion cards is very, very impressive. And so ultimately, the goal here is to keep the cost of the console down, and if you do need to expand, you can do so with the expansion card. On top of that, if you do want to ever upgrade to an Xbox Series X, all of this is compatible within the same ecosystem. 
but that is not to write off the fact that these again cost $220, that's nearly the cost of an Xbox Series S itself. This gives me flashbacks to the PlayStation Vita memory card debacle, where number one, they were very difficult to find, number two, they were incredibly expensive, and it's all because it is proprietary memory. Now, the PlayStation Vita had no reason to have memory cards that were that expensive. For the Xbox, this is a custom in-house collaboration between Seagate and Microsoft. This is designed with the Xbox Series X and S in mind. And so this is what makes velocity architecture possible. Now it's worth noting, if you do have a USB 3.0 external drive and you want to play your Xbox One games or your 360 games or your Xbox One games, you can do so from that drive just as you can currently with the PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. However, if you do want to play next generation games, you do have to load them on to that SD uh, or that SSD within the console itself each time you do want to play. They can be housed on the USB 3.0 external hard drive, but they do have to be played directly from the NVMe SSD within the console or on one of these expansion chips. So keep that in mind whenever you are picking out your console this year. Uh, the way that I perceive this, for those that play like I do, where you download a few games at a time and you play on an Xbox Series S, this probably is not going to be that big of a deal because you play one game, you delete it, you play another one, you delete it, new games get added to Game Pass, you download those, you play them, you delete them. It's a cycle. But for those that do have dedicated games they continue returning to, for instance, if you really enjoy Warzone, then you want to play, let's say, Battlefield, then you want to play Madden, then you jump into NBA 2K, then you jump into whatever new game might be coming out, Halo Infinite, those take up a lot of space. And so if you do bounce back and forth between games for years at a time, you'll probably need to expand your expansion uh, card you are going to need more space. Uh, but with that being said, 220 has not been confirmed, but I would say that's probably pretty in line with what you can expect. But moving away from Xbox and towards Nintendo, they are reportedly asking developers to make 4K-ready games, suggesting a Switch upgrade is on the way. A Bloomberg report about Nintendo's plans to boost Switch production includes a brief mention of Nintendo's apparent request. Third-party developers have reportedly been asked to make their games 4K-ready, which implies the company is at least considering a model of the console that can output a higher resolution than Switch is currently capable of. That report comes shortly after we heard rumors of a new Nintendo Switch model with a better display. Those rumors say the console is currently in production and is due for a release in Q1 2020. Rumors of a Switch Pro have been bubbling for some time, with numerous reports arriving in January suggesting that the console would launch later in 2020. Nintendo was quick to bat away those rumors, noting that they had no plans to launch a new Nintendo Switch model this year. As for current Switch models, Bloomberg notes that after recovering from the effects of coronavirus on its supply chain, Nintendo has apparently increased production of the console once again to meet demand, with 30 million units set as the new goal for this fiscal year, according to the report's sources. Of course, in other news, demand for the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection has made it the second best-selling game of 2020 on Amazon, coming in just behind Animal Crossing New Horizons, and the Nintendo Switch eShop also just received a series of customer-friendly improvements if you do want to dive in and pre-order today any of those big games that were released earlier this week, or at least revealed, I should say.
Uh, but this is a very big step towards getting any kind of Nintendo Switch Pro or perhaps any kind of Nintendo Switch iteration. Personally, I think the route they should go is to have the Nintendo Switch Lite exist, the Nintendo Switch proper exist, and then to have a Nintendo Switch Pro, which is a home console, a dedicated set-top box. Now, I understand that that takes away uh, from the Switch element of the Nintendo Switch, but the Nintendo Switch Lite did that as well, so I don't see why a dedicated home console would not make sense. However, I could also understand an expanded version of the Nintendo Switch itself with a 1080p handheld screen and then a 4K dock. Perhaps the dock itself has some kind of processing power in it, maybe a smaller chip uh, that supplements the chip within the series, or excuse me, the Xbox I'm sorry, my mind is elsewhere, the Nintendo Switch itself. Uh, it would be amazing to see that kind of experience brought to modern gaming. And so we will have to wait and see if Nintendo has anything else to add. Uh, but as for right now, keep your eyes peeled because it looks like a new Nintendo Switch is on the way. In the PlayStation world, things are not quiet. It looks like Sony has released some new assets to online retailers around the world as a bunch of new PlayStation 5 box art has just appeared on Amazon Australia. We stress that this is said to not be the final art, so the images you see below may be changed as we approach the release of each of these PlayStation 5 exclusives. We have gotten box art for Returnal, Gran Turismo 7, Sackboy A Big Adventure, Demon's Souls, and Destruction All-Stars. Remember that this is definitely not the final cover for Gran Turismo 7, since Polyphony Digital recently asked fans what car they would like to feature on the box art. Nevertheless, you can check them all out below by clicking each piece to get the full effect. And so there you have a small taste of what you can expect from PlayStation 5 box art on day one, or at least in the first couple of months of release. Uh, more importantly, the fact that these are getting distributed to Amazon means that pre-orders are probably on the way very shortly, if not later this week, early next week. And so with that being said, we expected news today because today marks the 25th anniversary of the PlayStation 1, and so it makes sense to release some kind of information. But at the time of making this podcast at 5.13, we have no information right now. But I would not be surprised in the least to see something drop late in the week, if not early next week. And that would be very unfortunate because I'm going on vacation next week, so I won't be here to make content for you guys. But of course, I will do what I can. You can stay tuned in on Twitter to see my thoughts on the big reveal. Personally, I'm still betting on $5.99 for that price tag, but we will have to wait and see. Now to round out today's show, we have a couple of release date changes. Gears Tactics is going to launch on November the 10th for the Xbox One, the Series X, and the Series S. Of course, this is an XCOM-style Gears of War game, and it's coming to consoles on November the 10th. This is a big deal because this is one I have been waiting a while to play. Now that I rebuilt my PC, I'll probably end up playing on there, but for those that have been looking forward to a tactical take on the Gears universe, it is going to be coming out very, very soon, and it is going to be, you guessed it, included on Game Pass on day one. Now, this is a very big Xbox Series S and X release title. A lot of people will be diving in on day one, and it's a good thing they saved this one for the launch season this holiday. But on top of that, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is now launching on November the 10th alongside the Series X and the Series S. Of course, all versions of the game are coming out on the 10th as well, outside of the Xbox ecosystem. 
Microsoft recently revealed the Xbox Series X and S will be launching on November the 10th, and it looks like you can build the legend of a Viking Raider on any console. You can upgrade from Xbox One to Series X at no additional cost. So if you do want to pick up the game, you can buy it regardless of where you play and upgrade at a later date within that ecosystem. So, again, pushed forward one week from November 17th, which was the original release date, to November the 10th to align with the Xbox Series X launch day. So, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. What do you think about the Xbox Series X pricing and overall how Microsoft is handling this generation? Would you get a Series S or an X? What do you think about the price point? How do you feel about Game Pass Ultimate getting EA Play? I would love to hear your thoughts. But until tomorrow, who knows what else is going to come out? Very interesting news cycle. Can't wait to share it with you all. Peace.